Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, into the 11 o'clock hour here on a Wednesday. It's Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Nick Schwert, Jay Binkley in for Cody today. Coming up in 45 minutes, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes live right here on 610 Sports Radio. We're going to maybe a little injury update perhaps on where the hamstring is at currently for Kadarius Toney. Day-to-day on Monday, last check is what we heard. We'll kind of get some thoughts on that also. I'm sure he will be asked about the signing of Melvin Gordon. Uh, It'll be the first time we hear from Andy when it comes to that. I don't know where you're at on the Melvin Gordon signing bank. I said I just don't want him to ever carry the football for the Chiefs. He can be on the practice squad. That's that's all I want. I don't I don't trust him one bit. But we'll hear from Andy coming up at eleven forty five. I'm more interested in the Brian Edwards signing. Yeah, for like next year, you mean? Not no, I'm just year. I'm just saying for for a guy that could step in and maybe help next the team. Gordon can't. I I'll tell you what. Brian I, Edwards is to me a next year thing. I convinced myself last night, wee hours of the night. <laughs> what I, time? I convinced now uh, about one thirty. It's not exactly we. Yeah. When does we? When do the two, we? When after, do the wee hours two, after two, two, three, yeah. four. We hours is after two a.m. That's still just late at night. You were thinking. Go ahead. Okay, fine. So late at night last night, <laughs> I had convinced myself, and this isn't something that I'm necessarily rooting for. I want to make that perfectly clear. I had just simply convinced myself that the Chiefs will find a way to use Melvin Gordon this season, and I'll tell you why. It's because what will happen is they get him on the practice squad, get him in a helmet, have him go through some drills, do, you know, different conditioning stuff. Yeah, I don't know. All the, all the stuff they're going to do. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, they're going to watch him. They're going to say, oh, looks pretty good to me. He didn't fumble in practice. <laughs> because the second you get him in a Chiefs uniform and a Chiefs helmet, you know what you're doing as a coaching staff. I know what we do, right? I know what we do from the outside. But the coaches, once they get him in the building, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, but what about those fumbles when he was with the other team? They don't care about that. Now, if he fumbles on their watch, then they begin to care. And I think they're going to say, you know what? We can carve out a role for this guy. This guy could be useful to us if for no other reason than to take reps away from Pacheco and McKinnon in the regular season so that if they only means they're 10% fresher for the postseason because they took less wear and tear on their body during the regular season, that is something I think the Chiefs could convince themselves would be worthwhile to use him to take reps away to keep guys fresher. And I don't think they're going to have the fumbles sticking in the back of their heads like we do on the outside. Well, that's a mistake. 
They kind of have a history, though, of redshirt and guys. <laughs> I, I'm not, the, I, again, they kind of have a history I, I of redshirt and running backs till the end of the year when they're still fresh if anything, and able I, to move. But who's he going to take the place of? That's the one thing. I, I don't think he's keeping the other guys fresh. I think he's just the insurance policy that if yeah. something were to happen to Pacheco or McKinnon, the only guy that perhaps he could eventually get playing time over would be Ronald Jones. Oh, that who's will only, happen, who's too, only by getting, the way. Yeah, who's only getting playing time because Clyde is on the IR. And he made the team like, because of the last preseason game. I do believe that If happened. Clyde, yeah. for whatever reason, if this lasts longer yeah. than four weeks, I would almost, I would feel really confident that Melvin Gordon will jump ahead of Ronald Jones. Anyway, we can get back to that. That wasn't even. I, we weren't even planning on talking about Melvin Gordon that much because we. Did we should talk about Melvin Gordon um, more we, often. Something tells me we'll talk about him again in the noon hour because Andy will be asked about him, and then we'll react to Andy's answer. And uh, I'm going to guess he's going to say a couple words, which will be something like, "He's a good football player." You know, he's a, he's a good football player. I'm, that'll be kind of well. He, we know he's a good okay, football what, player. We'll see. You know, your Brett, Vegas you guy know. put odds on the on the idea that he would mention that he thinks the fumbling problems are due to his. Biceps being too big. Zero uh, percent. But that's not Nick's odds. Theory. What blocking ability? Blocking ability might get him out there. theory is that Melvin Gordon's biceps are too big. That's why he fumbles. I don't think Andy Reid will bring that up. No. He now someone he might ask get about the, the cradle. Fumble. Someone might ask about the fumble problems. But yeah. <laughs> what odds would you give me? Ten thousand to one? No, they're off the board. Off the board. Yeah, they won't take bets on it. So this is like KU winning the national championship in football type odds. Well, those were on the board before the season. Believe it or not, you could have bet that. You actually could have. That was a real thing. You could. You, you could have bet that. All right, we will uh, thinking of football in college. There, Let, let's talk some college football. Then we'll get to the trash of the day because the college football playoff rankings came out last night. All right, Georgia one, Michigan two, TCU three, USC four, Ohio State sitting there at fifth after their blowout loss to Michigan. And then Alabama hanging around, sitting at sixth. We know K-State uh, has TCU on Saturday, a chance to win a Big 12 championship. And that is a huge opportunity for Kansas State. From a bowl perspective, I don't know how much, guys, the, the conference championship games this weekend, other than the USC Pac-12 title game on Friday night, I don't know how much the games are going to matter in the college football playoff world. Now, you can say, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is this why we need expansion or not expansion? Those, those are conversation we could have here in a second but i don't know i I look at the big 12 title game bank unless tcu loses to k-state by a pretty wide margin i think tcu will get in a week and a half ago i would have said tcu has to run the table they got to run the table to get in have to i'm not so sure that's the case anymore based off of what has happened to clemson how ohio state performed against michigan for example like i I think if you told me k-state beat tcu which is a real possibility on, on saturday and it's a five-point win, a six-point win, I think TCU could still get in the dance. USC, to me, has to win. Has to win, has to, has to win against Utah on Friday night. I think they're the only one of the four that has to win. And that's why I said Friday night's a big game, because USC, USC, Utah, and it's their one loss of the season. Ohio State, I think, is the team that jumps in if USC loses. I mean, obviously, they're, they're fifth. It'd be tough, and you see weird things happen. TCU's been a part of this, 2014 TCU got bumped from being the third-ranked team in the playoffs to sixth with a 55-3 win. Like, it was that big win over Iowa State, and they still dropped three points. That's not going to happen this time. I mean, playoff committee down in Texas and Fort Worth and all that, I mean, it's going to be uh, a TCU going. Unless they're just rolled. 
like 40 to 3, 40 to 10. And K State can do that to people, but in, you know, K State's defense does let teams back they in. They were in a good spot. Some to, respect. They were in a good spot to beat them earlier this year before the injuries hit, and that's why I think K State does have a great opportunity to win this game on Saturday. I mean, T- TCU's been playing fantastic, but that was that was a game where K State had TCU on the ropes until the injuries. And they are a top 10 college football playoff team in Kansas State. They're currently ranked yeah. 10th. So a loss to them, a close loss to them, wouldn't I don't think hurt. TCU. If for some reason two of these teams got out, you probably would see Alabama and Ohio State are sitting there derm- dormant Gross. right now into the college football thing. playoffs at this point. That's insane. Like, because again, that's my question. Like, do we? Is it a problem that then, if that's the case, it's we don't we don't value even the opportunity to play in the conference championship game. If you're if you're Alabama and you can sit at home, if you're Ohio State and you can sit at home, meanwhile TCU loses in the conference championship game. Let's say you get in over them. That's ridiculous to me. That's well, do you fun. remember like, the first year of the college oh, yeah. football playoff? <laughs> oh yeah. And that was the whole reason the Big 12 added a, a title game because the exact verbiage was the extra data point, huh? the 13th data point. The Big 12 didn't yeah. have it. That's why TCU and Baylor got left out. So then to fast forward nearly a decade and say that those teams do have the data point and the teams that don't somehow make it in, would yeah. honestly be the most college yeah. football playoff thing of all it time. Would. It would, and we know expansion is on the horizon, right? It's gonna that is happening, whether we, whether everybody likes it or not. That's happening now. Over on the the J Southland Tow Service text line nine one three five eight six seven six ten from the eight one six. Wait, how can K State not get in if they beat TCU? How are you guys going to put in the team that they just beat? Uh, K State, with all due respect, they have no chance of getting in the college no. football playoff. They have three losses. That's not a shot at K State. They're tenth in the country. Never happened before. Yeah, they're having a great season. They no, got a two loss teams they, even made it. They have a chance to to win the Big Twelve. They're locked into the Sugar Bowl. Now the question is, are they going to be Big Twelve representative in the Sugar Bowl or Big Twelve champion? In the Sugar Bowl, that's where K State is headed. See, it's, like a 90, it's, an, it's like a ninety-nine percent chance. You're right about that, but I think there's one more thing that they could do, which is I think they could knock TCU out of the playoff. Well, well sure, but the question was there was. Oh, someone, I thought you were saying that you didn't think TCU would get knocked out if they lost. I, I I think that they can stay in. I'm just referencing the text that says why can't K State get in if they beat TCU? I think a fourteen point loss gets them bounced. I think a 14-point loss. Anything less, I think they stay in. 14 think, points or more, I think they're bound. I think what the committee did this week by putting Ohio State right there at five, that was their signal to USC and TCU, which is either one of y'all lose, Ohio State's back in this thing. Because 100%. their only loss was to the number two team in the country, which neither TCU me, or but... USC would be able to say, especially USC with, with two losses. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. But is it going to be embarrassing for the committee to have the Big 12 champion in the Sugar Bowl instead of the playoffs? You think they care? I, they don't they should care. aesthetically because this is the year to to expand it because Alabama, Penn State, Penn State, Clemson, maybe the hell of a playoffs well, if they just see, went I, ahead and with so this expansion. I'm now. torn on that though. The whole I I think expand. We all know expansion is going to happen. I don't think we need to get to 12. I would have been fine with six or eight team expansion. I don't think because at some point in time, it's not just that like everybody needs to be part of the the party here. Like you you just name some teams further down. Do I do I really need to see three loss LSU? Who's eleventh in the playoff rank? Do, do I really think no, they, they screwed themselves by they, losing the A&M. Do I? I mean, honestly, do I? Do I need two lost Clemson with a chance still to win the title? Hell no. Do I need LSU, who's got three losses? Utah, who has three. K State has three. Florida State has three. Oregon has three. Why? Why should those schools at this point still have a chance to win a championship? Fortunately, they don't in the current system. But I, I don't need twelve or sixteen teams. I know we're heading in that direction. 
but I, I don't need that. And I know that might be weird here locally because we know the best chance of any of the three local schools to ever really have a legit chance to win a college football national championship involves expansion. If this was a 12-team field, K-State would be in position, of course, to be in the college football playoff if, if they expanded it. I, I think six or eight is fine. I don't think we need 12 teams. I don't need three and four lost teams going into the college football playoff. Well, it gives teams more of a justification to play greater non-conference games, even though Georgia did, and give them credit. They beat number 11 Oregon, 49-3, you know, to start the season off. So they played this tough non-conference game. But you start expanding it more to where two losses don't matter, and LSU would have gotten into the – I believe they would have so, been in the playoffs this year uh, with two losses had they gone the SEC title game and would have been the first two-loss team in the playoffs. But yeah. it gives you more justification because, you know, two, three losses – doesn't put you out, so it gives you justification. Maybe if your quarterback gets hurt, slips up, and, and you lose a game. If you're Tennessee, you're crying because Hen and Hooker's hurt. I mean, I, I don't know, but two and three lost teams can get in. Can they beat them? I don't know. Is Georgia that much better than everybody else this yes, year? I think so. <laughs> I, I do. I do think Georgia is. Missouri had a lead in the fourth quarter late against Georgia. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. Anything can happen. Yeah, so I... I Let's just so we're good going into the weekend. If TCU wins, we know they're in. If they lose by what's the margin, Nick Bank, where you said they're out? Fourteen. Or is it just a loss? Because I don't think I just, think just a loss is not out. If they lose by more than a touchdown, they're out. Really? If they lose by more than a touchdown, the number ten team, number ten team in the rankings beats by more than a touchdown. So but ten, yeah. Okay. But but it's not just like I know the the number the ranking number does matter, but it's more about what's the line on this game? Do we know two and a half, I think it is? Something like that. Right? Is that it for for T so they Vegas respects Kansas State, right? At least to the extent that they respect TCU. But all season long, it seemed like the committee treated TCU as if you got to start showing yeah. us something. Margin of victory. You guys are coming from behind. You're getting these scratch it out wins. Yeah, I'm I don't think the respect is there from the committee for TCU. So that if they lose a game, it's the excuse they've been looking for to leave them out. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that scenario, what you're saying would not shock people because we have seen it play out to where the the committee in terms of favoritism towards the SEC, and I do think TCU's been disrespected throughout much of the season in terms of how they have been laid out and, and ranked. And up until a week ago, again, I thought it was always that TCU had to go undefeated. I just do wonder now, because of how Ohio State looked in that loss to Michigan, if that's enough to swing it for for the committee. You know, if TCU loses on a on a last-second field goal to K-State, does that really mean that they shouldn't get a chance? But that's an embarrassment, though, for the conference to have their conference champion not in the playoffs and have a team in the playoffs that's not a conference champion. I mean, does the why does that matter? I mean, it's, it's a Big 12. The Big 12 people just wants talk a team in that. the dance. Like, the Big yeah, 12 just wants a team in the dance. I understand that. But nationally, people look at it and go, what, what the hell's going on here? I don't. Yeah, I, mean, I just I don't know if that like the Big Twelve just wants to be represented in the college football playoffs. Like, like Purdue beats Michigan's kind of like, yeah, really we'll put this team in the playoffs. I know they will, but yeah, I say like Michigan. But it doesn't look good. There. It doesn't look good. Michigan and Georgia are one hundred percent locked in. Doesn't matter what happens this weekend. But I guess since you're playing a final game, that should matter. And you're not sitting at home. Now you were upset this morning. You came in. You were all excited at first, and then we we brought up that there was a coaching hire last night, and you went on a tangent for a while. Why are you so upset? Why do you hate Trent Dilfer? Trent Dilfer got no, hired. I like Dilfer. Trent Dilfer got hired by UAB. That's that's the news, right? It's, it's just here. Here's the thing, though. These guys all. I, I'm curious if it works out. 
Hey, Trent Dilfer is a successful high school coach. Keep this right. He's in the USA Top 25. I mean, he's a small division of a Tennessee high school football, but he's won three straight and going for four straight this Thursday night. So he has coached a high school level. But I've seen plenty of good high school coaches you know, jump from Kansas City. I know one particular went from Carney to Liberty North, very successful. Now he's with Dan Lanning's staff at Oregon. This is a lower-level assistant. Like, when are you going to get your chance? The, I'm just saying, former players, broadcasters, the like, they get that upper edge. And I'm curious how this works out. Like, I'm curious, with Jeff Saturday, got a lot of run. People have been talking about him because the uh-huh. Raiders win look good. He almost beats the Eagles. Yep. Barely lost those. But then time management kind of bites him Yeah, but that happens in the last for any game. Co- that, that was the funny thing with well, Jeff Saturday. he was thrown Saturday into it, like, too. He didn't have an offseason, didn't have pr- training camp, didn't have all that. So give, give Saturday credit for that. But I'm curious if this new trend. Like, if this new trend, our team's looking at, okay, Dan Orlovsky. Can Dan Orlovsky come in now and well, I think coach our team? Will be, uh, on a, a QB coach or OC for somebody very soon. Instead of jump straight to head coach? Yeah. Well, that seems to be the trend. Jump straight to head coach. I don't so okay. I think that's just like a little bit of a rush. Like just because FAU, like, just because Jeff, Atlantic. Just because we saw Jeff Saturday get hired from NFL Live to now the Colts. So let's understand that that was such a unique situation. They fired their coach midseason. Jeff Saturday and Jim Irsay, extremely close. Jeff Saturday's in the the ring of honor for that franchise. Jeff Saturday was already a consultant for the Colts. Very unique situation. I don't suddenly think that now we're just going to constantly see every guy on ESPN become an NFL. Well, Philip Rivers is a high school coach. How about him for uh, coaching college football? Well, why not at some point? Hey, what, you don't think we, he can five years from now? If can, he coaches in college first instead of jumping from high school. Well, listen. Yeah, I'm talking about going to college, not going I, to high don't school. Don't you have to start in college uh-huh. to get to college? Like, Listen, it's usually an assistant, like offensive coordinator. Well, usually or, as a position coach, then offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Those kind of things. It's kind of the way people go up. Or could it maybe be that he would start at a program like, I don't know, middle of the pack team? Let's just say I'm just going to come up with a random scenario, a team that actually had their football program shut down for three seasons in 2014, a middle of the pack CUSA team like UAB. This, he's starting at UAB, Bing. He's not starting it. at Michigan State. I get it, but what, what's it say about Dion? You know, Dion coaches at the college he's got level, a, he's and he's got, got an undefeated bank. FCS team. And he he's has, undefeated. He should get more opportunities than he has. And what and were his credentials? He should be the head coach oh. of Georgia Tech. No, stop. He should be stop the head coach of Georgia Tech. Stop for a second, Bing. What Him were in his, Atlanta? Come on now. Bing, what were his credentials before he got hired at Jackson State? He didn't have coaching experience. But he started at Jackson State. This is UAB. <laughs> it's still FBS. Bank, and you're acting as if he doesn't have coaching offers right now. He does. No, you're acting as if Colorado. You're yeah. It's a power five. What do you? It's a bad job. It's a power five. I actually like, like that. I actually like, like that job, but he's not exactly what, jumping I, at it either. I, I get what you're saying. I wouldn't take. By the way, I would. For the record, if I'm Dion, I would not take the Colorado job. But if, if your though, argument is that Trent Dilfer's got this great opportunity, why isn't Dion? To Nick's point. Trent Dilfer just got the UAB job. He didn't get offered a Power 5 job. Dion did. That's it. And you're right. Dion has earned it. He's absolutely earned it's that opportunity. It's still a decent job in college football to get when you have no experience sure. coaching at the college level. Sure, but you're acting like Dion's being disrespected because Colorado offered him. Would you rather just no, want I'm UAB just making to a, offer I'm just making him? a point. The guy went undefeated in college coaching. I would go Dion rather than, you know, of course, he's probably going to take the UAB job. He probably wants bigger school than that. But And what does that tell you? That he wouldn't take the UAB job. That that UAB job is probably not that good. I don't know if he was offered it. You know, Nick Saban personally brought that school back, in my opinion. He owns Alabama. Are UAB right back? I'm just saying, who's the next guy? Is it Orlovsky? I do think Orlovsky. Probably. I think Lewis Riddick will be a GM very soon. Kyle Brandt? You want Kyle Brandt on your sideline? Okay, come on now. 
Strength and conditioning. Want Peter Schrager? Want Peter Schrager for my college football program? Absolutely. Peter Schrager. You're right. Kyle Brandt would be a great strength and conditioning coach for my college football program. I mean, just head by head coaches. Everybody's doing. They're not doing. They're they're doing head coaches, man. Think you should have been a high school defensive line coach, and so then we could be talking about you. Is that what this is? RG three text line. That's a good one. Put RG three as a head coach. Bink, is that what this is about? That you maybe are a little remorseful that you didn't become a, a high school defensive line coach? I, I've known a very high school, a very successful high school coach with state championships that's doing the right thing. He's starting a lower level of college football until he wakes his, works his way up. Oh, so this is about doing it the right way for you. Oh, You're, so you, know, you, think you, I, you think Trent Dilfer should have declined the job? Uh, no, absolutely not. You take it if it's offered to you. You 100% Wait, take yeah, it. you do. It, it, it sells, it sells I, tickets. Kansas should know all about this. Charlie Wise hiring. You know, it's selling tickets in, in less miles. They, they did that so people would okay, go well, sit I'm and stay I'm not exactly <laughs> sure Trent Dilfer is going to have that stadium I'm, sold out. I don't know, man. You think, you think UAB? Kansas has hired coaches <laughs> before to fill guy. seats. <laughs> you think Trent Dilfer has, like, a lot of cachet He's in got Birmingham, a Alabama? He might. <laughs> He's Look, coaching he high school might, in Tennessee. He might turn out to be a really good college coach. I have no idea. But, yeah, the notion that suddenly UAB ticket sales and donors are up, donations are up at the university and the athletic department because Trent Dilfer got hired. I don't How about know. RG3? Trent Hire Dilfer, him. By the way, Trent Dilfer is an, is an answer to a trivia question at this point that he has a Super Bowl ring. Like, who <laughs> and Tony was, Banks who was, was actually the, the starter starting, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, who was the starting Trent. quarterback for the 2000 Baltimore Ravens? Dilfer. But it was Tony Banks' job earlier. Uh-huh. But that defense was the best of all time. Doesn't feel like we need to be really getting into that. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, we don't need to make this a combo about the very 2000s. successful. He's on. Uh, and he, by the he way, his four straight state title this he weekend. runs the Elite Eleven camp, which is a big, yeah. cool. big, big deal he for said, college he, quarterbacks. Trent Dilfer did about a year or so ago say that Justin Fields was the best quarterback he's ever seen during Elite Eleven, and here in the last couple of weeks. That looks, that, looks, that looks pretty There's good. There's actually a podcast I listen to that has him on uh, once every couple weeks. He's, I know he got crap for that whole, like, you got to score private. more points well, thing. Well, he wanted uh, the private jet, remember? The what? There was a story where Trent, Trent Dilfer was working on ESPN, and he was upset. He was wondering why Kirk Herbstreit got the private jet, mm-hmm. and he didn't. It was, uh, I mean, it was a bad look. It's because Herbstreit does a show in Montana and flies all the way to Georgia Correct. to do a night game. Correct. Uh, but uh, he, Dilfer still does a lot of um, analyst work, and I think he goes on a couple big radio stations. I think he goes on The Score in Chicago. Like, oh, Dilfer went on with, uh, with on The Herd with Colin Coward weekly. He's uh, yeah. phenomenal. He is, yeah. a, he is really, well, listen, really good. I like good Dilfer. I'm just saying mind. it's interesting. Who's the next one? Is it Wayne Orlovsky? That's who I'd go. Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes, okay. Offensive analyst, Mina yes. Kimes. So that, yeah, symbol to Dan Orlovsky can be the QB coach, offensive coordinator. Mina Kimes, offensive analyst. Lewis Riddick, my general manager. Jay Binkley, defensive line Why did it take so long? All TV staff. Why did it take so long? That's what Binks says is going to happen. Larry Durker started the trend with Houston, went from broadcast booth to coaching him, but then it stopped. Then it stopped. Now it's the new trend to get players down to coach in Major League Baseball, manage Major League Baseball, get these. You know, great players to coach high school football or college teams. Hmm. Hell, who could Mahomes coach once he decides to stop? He won't be coaching. He will not USC, be coaching. We've had this discussion before. Oklahoma, there are certain people that reach a certain Alabama. level where they don't they don't do the broadcast thing. They don't coach like Brady's. That's why it's surprising that Brady's doing the broadcasting because usually there's broadcasting at least isn't nearly as taxing as being a coach. Babe. Well, I think it's yeah broadcasting because also they're offering him what forty million dollars a year. Yeah. How about Travis Kelsey for Cincinnati in five years? For what? Coach. No, he'll be in the booth. Yeah, he's got way too much of a personality. 
he's got a future in entertainment. Can't have a personality and coach. You can make more money. That's Lane Kiffin. Just, you can make more money just yeah. talking about it. That's Lane Kiffin or Hugh Freeze. Yeah, it's big personalities. Uh huh. We'll get to trash day later on the show. We didn't have time to get to it oh, there wow. because Bink was so time. fired up about Trent Delphi. I I up next, on, <laughs> up next, we'll get to Nick Schwartz, trash of the day. Chiefs, wow, Chiefs red half hour. Thinking of Dan Orlovsky, he said something about Joe Burrow, and I think he's right about one particular thing. That's next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete for asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance. Gan Asphalt and Concrete, one contractor, all things parking lot, trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at seven o'clock, right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. All right, it is the Chiefs Red Half Hour here on Cody and Gold. We're just gonna we're just gonna worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink. What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Blame it on Cody. He's not here. Not going to blame it on on Nick or anything like that. There's a lot of fumbling. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Melvin Gordon in the box Melvin, back there, you know. It's, it's what happens. Something's going on. And I don't know. It's like the, the, the hackers are in on, on the board or something like that. Anyway, it's Alex Gold. He Nick, did that to me on post Nick, game too, Nick, so don't worry about Nick, it. Nick Nick Schwert and uh, Jay Binkley in for Cody today. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we will head out to Arrowhead. We're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And it is the Chiefs Red Half Hour brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. Uh, we are streaming the show as well. If you want to watch this on video, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, you name it, you can check out the show as well. Bink's got his uh, his drinks in front of him. Yeah. I went back to uh Yeah, what's your switch? Drink. Are you, you're switching brands? I went, went forever w- you without them. But... You don't like the bang anymore? Nah, well, it depends on the mood. You know? Okay, it's a monster, really a monster guy, guy today. Um, I think it's interesting. We, we were talking well, Monster about... brought me a lot, so I'm giving him some love. Okay, so yeah, all right, it makes sense, Bink. I got you. So nil. What nil deal? Nil. You have an nil deal. Yeah. Uh, you see the one that just came out though during the break. Yeah. Porsche. Yeah, Deuce. Deuce Vaughn. Good for Deuce Vaughn. Obviously, very talented K State running back playing for a Big Twelve title on Saturday. Just got a nil deal with a car dealership in the Manhattan area. Uh, for he gets to drive a Porsche Cayenne. So probably for the next two months, and then obviously the season's over. But still, so do you? Man, no, I do. No, I, oh. I do not have that same yeah. nil deal. That that one does not exist. I'm not uh, reaping the benefits of anything like that. That's for sure. So, uh, Dan Orlovsky, we were just joking about him. Uh, about you think he's going to be a head coach at some point? He will. He was talking this week though. He says Joe Burrow is the Grim Reaper. Which, whatever. Um, we know that was a short-lived thing here in Kansas City last year when they. No, beat the, the Reaper Bills. resides here. 
Well, I just don't think it. I I don't think anybody's allowed to use that. How about that? No, nobody's allowed to use the Grim Reaper thing. Um, I was only able to use my song one week. I know that's why it, my it Grim just, Reaper that's, song. That's what happens when you lose the next week to Cincinnati. Unfortunately, in the, in the way you did, Cincinnati, he says, should scare the hell out of everyone. What I actually think is true about this game on Sunday is that we should be talking about Mahomes versus Burrow the same way we've been talking about these Mahomes versus Herbert matchups, these Mahomes versus Allen matchups. Yes, Josh Allen and Mahomes have played more. But when Joe Burrow's 2-0 and a chance to go to 3-0 against you, and he has gone to a Super Bowl, Josh Allen has not. Neither has won an MVP. Talking about Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Neither has Justin Herbert, of course. Justin Herbert can't even get in the postseason. I do think we should be talking about Mahomes and Burrow in the same same realm as we do Allen. Not that Burrow is in the same realm as Mahomes, What I'm because Mahomes is better than all of them. But if we're going to have the same conversations about the way we did with Buffalo Week, the same thing should be happening here against Cincinnati. Well, you heard Michael Irvin. We asked him this question. He said, who would you take? And he, who did he take? He took Joe Burrow, didn't he? He did. Flat out. He, he, he said takes that, Joe yeah. Burrow instead of everybody else. The guy that covers the NFL. The guy's in the, in the Hall of Fame. And Michael Irvin goes Joe Burrow. I go the same way. And I, I know that Allen's a great quarterback, and it's no slight to him. And Herbert's got to do some in the postseason, believe it or not. But the bottom line is, when you're Joe Burrow and you got that swag about you, it's called the it factor, man. Some guys have it. Some guys don't. Joe Montana had it. Mahomes got it. I think Joe Burrow's got a touch of it. He's got a, He's had a horrible offensive line. Fifth in sacks this year against. There were more sacks than anybody last year in the NFL, and they haven't gotten bet, that much better bringing in Kappa and Karras this year. It really didn't do a lot of wonders to that offensive line. The running game's one of the worst in the NFL. They averaged less than 100. The, the running game's worse than the Kansas City Chiefs. I think running offense are, what, 27th in the NFL. So it's all on Burrow's shoulders to continue doing things, and he is number two in scoring in the red zone. It's interesting, though, because the same way we've mentioned, man, what would Mahomes do if he had the the Buffalo Bills uh, defense, right? Which you know, is 12th right now, by the right, way. Which is 12th now. Yeah. For a while, they were yeah. top five. You know, yeah. we were saying, man, top, they were one. We played them. Top five offense, top five defense. And, like, and that was his case last year for the Bills, and yet they, they lost to the Chiefs in the divisional round. And so we say that, like, all right, if Mahomes had that, you know, how many more Super Bowls would he already, like how many more in addition to the two that he's been to, uh, would he already have been to? Would you look at Burrow the, the same way where I say, all right, Joe Burrow, if we talk about Allen, despite having the top five and top five, Joe Burrow has a top five defense right now in football. Top seven, I think it is. Defense in football. It's the same. It's not much. I guess I'm saying the conversation should not be all that different. for Burrow. Points per game. Points per game. Defense, but 13th. His defense total point is 13 right now. Like they, they should be in the same conversation to a certain extent. Now, yeah, they should be. I mean, Allen, but they, Herbert, and and but Burrow. they win because of him. But if I was going to ask you who's going to have more MVPs, you're a betting guy, Alex. You, you have a betting show here on on Thursday Tomorrow night, man. We're back after a couple weeks off. It's something you like to do. And the bottom line is, who wins more MVPs? Who would you take, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, the rest of the way? It's between Burrow and, and Allen. Okay. I don't even think I have to add Herbert into and that. And then I've had one of them. Because so. if you're going to be – how am I going to take the guy that can't even make the postseason? You can't. Unless you know, uh, and you can't, coach change, what, which could happen. What's the number one qualifier at the beginning of the season when we've all, all – whether it was on the betting show or here, when we talk about MVP race? The bare minimum thing you have to do. What is post-season, it? Postseason, 100%. Win your division. What? Like, not even that. Like That's the other thing. Like, win your division. I know Mahomes can do that. I know Josh Allen can – win his division because he's done it before. We'll see if they do it this year. And Josh Allen's not even the, not the favorite to win MVP anymore. He was all season until the last three or four, three weeks. Uh, Joe Burrow's not a sure thing. He's going to win their division this year either. 
Um, but I, I think it's more likely down the road that Joe Burrow can win division titles than Herbert because he's got to deal with Mahomes. And so that's the first qualifier to get the MVP. If you're asking me the question, I still think I still think more MVPs Josh Allen because his running ability until he gets north of 30 will be a big asset for him in terms of stats for the MVP award bank. So I do think that. I do think that'll be something that helps him in his eventual MVP conversation. You got to be the bully. You got to um, be the bully, and, know, and he has. And I know right now when jo- it counts. And I know Josh Allen was already getting MVP love until two weeks ago. Joe Burrow has not been in the MVP conversation all year. No, and he should be looked at that again. I said he's second in the NFL in the red zone scoring when Joe Burrow's down there because he's got that it factor. Terrible offensive line, a terrible running game, so he doesn't have that to really bolster. Yes, he has talent at wide receiver, but without. Uh, Jamar Chase here for a couple weeks, and yep. yet the Bengals are still a very good football team going and play a very tough game against Tennessee, but they beat the bully. Like in the AFC, the Chiefs sit on the top. They're the king of the hill, and they have proven they've gone in the arrowhead and won a football game, and they won two straight against this football team. And I know Buffalo's beaten them a regular season. That's fine. Yeah, that's Can you beat them when it counts? Can you beat them at Arrowhead Stadium? The team that's gone the four straight AFC title games. Mahomes has only lost in overtime in his in his career in the AFC title game or in the Super Bowl. That's how a season's ended. He's played more football than any human being um, on the planet right now as far as in the NFL. It's been Patrick Mahomes, how many games he's played. But the bottom line is, can you beat the Chiefs when it counts? Burrow has. Coming up next, we will hear from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid live out of Arrowhead on 610 Sports Radio. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gann Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gann Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload a football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.